0: back to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine, coach in life, queen of burnout, throwing in a little sass there, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman. I got to practice what I preach. I'm a recovering workaholic and rest is my detox. (laughs) So my team is pushing me to try to do more rest. I have really been invigorated since I got my new office and my podcasting equipment set up back full time. It's been so fun to be podcasting again and doing live episodes. But they're reminding me too that I'm overworking. So we are problem solving this. And in order to do that, we are doing a reboot showcase. All my work that I've done in the past, I might as well reuse it, right? Recycle, reduce, reuse. And so what we're going to do in this reboot showcase is take old podcast episodes that I've actually been on for other people and play them here on Dr. Me First. It makes me smile a little bit as I go back and listen to years ago when I was doing some of these podcasts. And I'm like, wow, I was really smart. I knew a whole lot of things. But I also see how I've changed and how things are different. (laughs) In the world of Aaron Wiseman, we call it, is it long-haired Aaron or short-haired Aaron? (laughs) Because you can definitely see a big change when the hair got lopped off during the pandemic. So listen to the episodes and then see if you can tell when I did that episode on the timeline of everything Aaron Wiseman. Long-haired Aaron, short-haired Aaron. Give me an email. I'd love to hear about it. I'm going to take my own medicine, I'm going to rest a little bit, and I'm still going to pop up as episodes for you to listen to. So enjoy this reboot today, and as always, friend, remember, your life, your calling, your pulse absolutely matters, and the badass in me honors the freaking badass in you. Enjoy! Enjoy!
1: my guest today is Erin Wiseman. Erin openly speaks on her experience of professional burnout early in her family medicine career so that no woman feels alone and to prove that you can have a joy-filled and sustainable career. As you know, I am passionate about business without burnout, so this topic is very near and dear to my heart. I know you're going to enjoy this. Erin's sass comes through and she is definitely a straight shooter. You are going to get so much out of this episode. Enjoy! Aaron, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to dive in and have this conversation with you. Casey, I'm glad we finally made it happen. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your passion to squash burnout. Absolutely. So
0: it comes from my own personal journey. Isn't it like the things that we are most passionate for is because it's the fire that we have walked through? Well, that was 100%. my exact experience. So 2014, worst effing year of my life, supposed to be the top of the mountain. It was when I graduated from family medicine um, training as a family medicine doctor. I'd had two kids, I had the husband, we bought the house, we had the minivan, like I had the practice, the student loans, everything from the outside that people would be like, man, Wiseman is killing it. And I was so numb inside and just so crispy with burnout.
1: And it was from that
0: point that I looked around and I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I have built this house of glass and now I need to, like, expose that, like, something, this is not the perfect life for me. And Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of shame. There was a lot of, um, like I said, it was, like, extreme emotions from, like, none, zero, negative emotions to, like, anger at the quickest little thing or sadness or um not being able to feel joy like mm-hmm. i couldn't remember the last time that i could say i was joyful yeah and it was really getting to that point to be like not this mm-hmm. i don't know what but not this and so that started my journey of realizing like i wasn't broken there wasn't anything wrong with me i was in the throes of burnout yeah and at that point definitely. i was looking around and i was like what do i do like, do I just quit medicine, like slink away slowly in the night? Do I like try to move my family across the country and find a new job, which was nearly impossible because my husband farms here in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I felt so stuck. So I did what I tell all my patients not to do. And I got on the internet because, you know, that's what we do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I found thousands of other healthcare workers, physicians, moms that felt like I did. Mm-hmm. And as I was looking at their options, I was like, "I don't want to work for pharma. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to start a, a medical equipment business. I don't. I don't want to work for an insurance company." But what do I do? And God, universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it, led me to a website where I found a coach who was a physician as well and a mom, and I started that journey. And what I realized from that is, I was like, "Holy hell!" where are all the young professional women coaches at? Like we Mm -hmm. needed this stuff so long ago. Absolutely. I put
1: my big girl panties on and that's what I did. I love that. So you said so many juicy things. I want to rewind first off to the part where you really outlined the lack of emotions or the feelings or the signposts of what burnout even looks like? Because I think a lot of people just think, this is my normal. Mm-hmm. This is what I see my this friends also. Ex- exactly. This is what it is. So um really going from the extreme of no emotions and numbness all the way to maybe having a very short fuse. I would love to just pause here and ask your professional opinion of what other signs and symbols should we be looking out for in the realm of burnout? Absolutely. And so it looks different in women and then in men,
0: which is interesting. If you think about it, the, the formal di- diagnosis, I guess, if you want to say of burnout or workplace stress disorder is kind of the formal name that's becoming to known as emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, and uh, the feeling of lack of impact in your work specifically. And. It's really, really interesting for women. We tend to go through all three of those. Um, we are quicker to admit that we are having symptoms. Men do go through all three of them, but um, they typically will only admit when they get to the lack of personal satisfaction. Oh, interesting. And that's why also we know that... Um, Especially in, in healthcare. So, you know, that's what I specialize in. But really, I specialize in all high achieving alpha females because doctors aren't special. Like, we're just like everybody else. And mm-hmm. so, so many times, I think it, culturally, in a pa- patriarchal set culture, when you are in a high achieving position, you're taught you can't have feelings. So, when you're in burnout and you're emotionally exhausted, and physically exhausted, and mentally exhausted, and spiritually exhausted, you feel like you can't even talk about it and self-disclose. Because if Mm -hmm. you do, then that means you're weak.
1: Yes. And that's what I wanted to really underscore when you mentioned the word shame. Because I think that so many people don't disclose, they hide, they Mm -hmm. suffer in silence because of the shame piece. So how do we illuminate this and allow it to be okay to name it and claim it and then take action to recover. I love the matron saint, Brene
0: Brown, when she, she brings all this in about shame. I mean, it's, it's exactly in that form, you know, like shame cannot hide in the light. And so first, what we must do is just look around and be like, I am not okay. And Really getting in touch with that because so much we're trained to like push through, push through. You can rest on the weekends. Keep going, keep going. When the kids get bigger, come on now, come on now. Next season, you'll be off call as much. Mm-hmm. And really what we need to do and stand up is bring it into the light and say, like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not okay. And part of that is forming boundaries. Part of that is knowing who you really are and what you really want and then standing in your power in that. Mm-hmm. But just putting your finger on it, like getting the pulse, understanding what your vital signs are, because remember, mm-hmm. we call them vital signs because they're vital. They are so important. And so there's lots of tools that you can use. I personally love the Wheel of Life. I use it all the time just to get a quick set of vitals to be like, how how satisfied are you with your life right now? And like, mm-hmm. no judgment. We're not fixing anything. We are simply assessing and trying to understand like where we are at now.
1: And I think once then
0: you can get into like the where am I now, then you can start digging into like getting into that shame piece, which is dissected with vulnerability. But I caveat that too, is like you don't open your heart and soul up to everybody on the internet. You only become vulnerable in a community or with people who have earned your trust. Such an important point. I think that's so important in now's days and age because I remember when I was in, I just wanted anybody to help me. I was on the phone with my med school best friends, people I went to residency with, faculty members. Hell, I was in my boss's office trying to figure this out, you know? (laughs) yeah. And I remember my office manager at the time was like, well, maybe you just need to start yourself like on some Zoloft or antidepressant or something. And so that's my my, like learning is like not everyone has earned my trust and understand what I'm going through. And so that's really why important. I think it's so important
1: to have community. definitely you and a community that understands that there's no judgment that it's actually a cultivated sacred space to uh, vulnerably share as you mentioned as well um it's interesting because i love how you said like from the outside in it appeared like you had everything you were checking all of the boxes you were crushing it you know from anybody else's you know viewpoint Um, At what point did you start to say, like, I have to carve my own path. I'm going to crush this old paradigm of rest on the weekend. Um, You know, how bad did it get? They say we have to hit rock bottom. Like, how bad did it get for you before you were like, I'm done? I hit rock bottom and then found the basement.
0: So, so many times in our lives, we get those like compulsions, those like feelings, those inner knowings that are like tickles of feathers on our heart. And if you ignore them, then you get the two-by-four smacked upside your head (laughs) and have multiple two-by-four moments. But when I found the basement is when I was – it was a Sunday night. I was having Sunday dreads or Sunday scaries, people call them. Two little boys in the next room listening to Paw Patrol. And I was silently sobbing and thinking, I can't do this anymore. And my husband came in and he's like, what do you mean you can't do? And I was like, all of it. I cannot – do this anymore. And, and he was like, well, What's going on? Like, you know, really trying to get into it. And, and it was at that moment that I realized I was not made for this. Mm-hmm. Even though my whole life I had worked up, I was going to be a doctor and I was going to go back to the country and I was going to take care of those blue-collar workers who are marvelous in our community. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And so, giving myself that permission in that moment to say, not this, but then comes the next scary wave that's like, then what? Mm -hmm. And luckily that was when I met my coach, I started working with her and just being empowered to be like, you may not have all the answers now. Like I'm very much a checkboxer rule follower. I mean, you don't get (laughs) to where I am unless you do. And so coming out from being on the railroad tracks of medicine to realizing, "Mm, it's kind of more like the wild, wild west but you're not doing anything wrong if you don't have every step already pre-planned five years in advance, was really empowering for me. I knew I had a passion to take care of people. And I think it was when my coach asked me, like, what were you put on this earth to do? You know, of course, Mm -hmm. my immediate answer was like, be a doctor, be a mom, be a wife. She was like, no, 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 like no titles. What were you, Aaron Wiseman, put on this earth to do. And it just kind of bubbled up for me. And I was like, I help heal. I mean, I help Mm -hmm. heal. Like I heal people. And once I was able to strip off the like title of doctor, physician, mom, wife, and and give myself place to grow, I realized I could be a healer in thousands of ways. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love
1: that. I love the fact that you were willing to break out of the box and to dissolve the shoulds. And I would love for you to talk a little bit more like, how do we remove that layer of shoulds in our life? Like, so often, so many high achieving women put that on themselves. So, how can we dissolve that? Ask the question Is this mine to hold?
0: Like, that should. Is this really mine to hold? Because so much of my should statements were early life programming. Aaron, you're smart. You should be a doctor. Aaron, you're ambitious. You should be a leader. Aaron, you're so compassionate. You, you should be a great mother. And what I had to realize is that were those really mine to hold? Were those really mm. my expectations and really what I wanted? And as I started to peel those back and really, really get in touch with that, I realized, no, I didn't want that. I didn't want it how it looked. And then also the big one is the shoulds in the work environment. I don't know about you, but I had a lot of shoulds on what I should show up as, as a physician, Mm -hmm. shoulds for my patient, shoulds for my colleagues, shoulds for my administration, shoulds for my insurance companies that pay me. Mm -hmm. And what I had to realize is like, my value is not based on my productivity, Because I was being told, I should, I should work more. I should take more call. I should see more patients. And it was like, no, when I could get in touch with my inherent value, whether or not I picked up my stethoscope again another day, that was revolutionary for me.
1: That absolutely. And how do women understand their true value in a way so they can show up authentically and stand in their power and use their voice? I think we have to get away from instrumental value. Like, that's what drives
0: our economy. Like, I give you $20 and you hand me back an amazing coffee and a scone. Like, we have to stop thinking of things as very transactional and Mm -hmm. realizing that things are just valuable as is. Like, look at a beautiful piece of art. Like can you we really ever put a price on that? Or before COVID, I traveled to Arizona and I just had my like mind blown about this landscape that I had no idea was just so amazing. Can mm. I really put a monetary value on that experience hiking in the the Santa Catalina Mountains? Like no. And so I think that's why we have to look back from our lives, because so many times we've been taught our value is our paycheck. Our value is the behavior of our children. Our value is how we support everyone around us. When in fact, we have to get away from that transitional and say, like, I am valuable as is.
1: Did you ever just wish there was a group of high vibe women entrepreneurs that you could hang out with? A place where you could share your wins, get a biz question asked, and be around people that just get you. Well, there is my friend. It's my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group. I created a place on the web where like minds and open hearts could continue the conversations that we start here on the podcast. Fulfill your desire to develop friendships with women from around the globe. Women who are on the solopreneur journey, just like you. Now more than ever, we are craving authentic connections. Believe me, your voice matters, your work matters, and having the support of a close-knit community can make all the difference in the world. So head over to Facebook and go to Facebook.com slash groups slash women developing brilliance and request to join my private Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, the gathering place for heart-centered female entrepreneurs looking to create an impact, increase their income, and connect deeply with themselves and others in the process. I can't wait to welcome you in my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, where you'll be encouraged to introduce yourself, ask a question, and meet other ambitious lightworkers just like you. Again, it's facebook.com slash groups slash Women Developing Brilliance. I'll catch you there. Yes, amen to that. Oh my gosh. We need to really remind ourselves, I think, often, if not daily, because there's been so much negative programming from the outside. We almost have to spackle those grooves and have that be a daily Mm -hmm. mantra for ourselves. So I love that. What's your best advice for women wanting to unleash their inner badass? I love
0: this so much. Thank you for the question (laughs) because that's the work I love to do. That badass, she is in there. And she may be under a ton of layers. She may have been shoved in a closet. She may have been quieted for decades, but she is there and she is pissed and she is ready to come forward. And so getting back in touch with that is being like, where is she? Like, who is that badass that is underneath the surface? And though I may be a little scared to let her come out in public, what does she look like in private? And really Mm -hmm. getting back in touch with that. Because as women, so many times, we've been told that our desires, we should not have them. They are sinful. They are inappropriate. Like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. And that's where I say start exactly. What are you desiring? And maybe you don't even know because you've suppressed that for so long. But I bet you know what you're jealous of or envious of. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what your body is telling you. Like, hey, I want that. I want to participate in that. I want to wear cheetah shoes. I want to have, (laughs) you know, whatever. And and really getting it not for just the having, but what does it mean to you? So really getting back in touch with that badass is really getting back in touch with yourself.
1: That is amazing. And for those that are like, that sounds awesome, Erin, what what would be a good first step for them? Because I think that, again, the shame piece, the guilt piece, the good girl complex, the people-pleasing, that all rises to the surface. So for somebody that's wanting to make you know this endeavor and like give themselves permission, what's a good first step for them? I think first and foremost, what you have to
0: do is remind yourself there's no more grades. There's no more report cards. There is no more failing because so many times, well, shit, like I went to school until my thirties. And so (laughs) it's a hard (laughs) complex to, to give up. And so when we really want to step into it and give ourselves permission, it's just reminding yourself, like, it's just about being, it's not about being graded anymore. It's not about, um, even doing it excellently, you know, like just do it, just try, just show up. Because here's what happens. When you start to put your actions into the world, you start telling your old brain here like, oh, we're doing this different now. We're showing up differently. My biggest thing, and um, it was because of the good girl complex, like good doctors don't cuss. Good Mm -hmm. doctors don't dress crazy. Good doctors don't tell patients exactly what they're thinking. And that's what I started to trial. And I'm like, I wonder if I like, Just honestly, like told people with all the love in my heart, but like, no, and set boundaries. It was amazing how my days change. It was still the same number of patients. It was still the same office. It was still the same working staff. But when Mm -hmm. I showed up in my integrity and instead of like compromising or like beating around the bush and I just was like, no, like this is my opinion. Take it or leave it. It was
1: amazing how my days felt. And I bet it was amazing for the clients and patients as well, because it's refreshing. It's refreshing when someone can shoot it to you straight, and it is exciting and invigorating to see someone like living in their most authentic self. And I do think that that brings a spark of inspiration of like, if she can do it, I can do it.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. If I
0: can change my life, walk away from that office, Go practice medicine in a different way. Still be a doctor and become a life coach as well. Anyone can do it.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm curious, um, what do you see unfolding in 2021 for women in general?
0: COVID's not going anywhere. We know Mm -hmm. even if we get vaccines pushed out, um, there's still going to be a certain population who are not going to take them. And so we're concerned about herd immunity. So as much as we want to come out of quarantine, as much as we want life to go back to normal, it's not. Mm -hmm. And so if you were starting to get a little crispy around the edges with burnout, if 2020 really sucked the life out of you, 2021, unfortunately, unfortunately, is not going to be any different. So it's Mm -hmm. up to you to make it different. And I say that in a caveat in a lot of different ways, because just like today, my kids were back to school. We were doing fine. Then the weather dumped a whole bunch of snow on us. We're out of school. We're on an e-learning day today. We're back homeschooling again. Something Mm. I never wanted to do again. And we're back. And so having those things in place to be like, oh, no, no, we're not going back to how it was. We have changed is so important. So if you are feeling crispy, if you're feeling unfulfilled in your job, If you know deep down in your heart that there is something more for you, I encourage you, friend,
1: now is the time.
0: It is. There's no more waiting because it's only going to be more challenging. I guarantee it.
1: A hundred percent. And it's interesting because I think that we're even dealing with something a little bit like when it first came out in 2020, there was like the shock value. There was like trying to get our sea legs and and that, you know, trying to pull it all together and um, cope. But something happened when we were approaching the new year. And I think many people felt that they were magically when that calendar turned to one one everything was going to be different And it's not. And I think we're dealing with people having depression, maybe some resentment and anger, maybe some fear of like, is it ever going to get better? So it's interesting. I think, you know, we wanted to flush 2020 down the toilet, not only for COVID, but for everything else that came up. And, you know, as soon as the new year came in, there were all these specials and ABC specials like the death of 2020 and all these things. And it was like this hurrah moment, you know. And then it was like, wait, nothing really changed. (laughs) And we still have these rules and restrictions. And so I really love the fact that you're like, embrace it now. Now is the time. You can change it, but you have to be the one to self-initiate that. So what's one or two tips that our listeners can do to be empowered to make the change and start with their own self and their own family and their own backyard? Yeah, I think it's remembering no matter where you go
0: to, you take yourself. And so start on you, start working on you. Um, I think everybody needs a coach. I just, I wholeheartedly believe that like when you get into high school, you get a coach and you just keep upgrading as you move through life, whether it's above that health and wellness, whether it's business, whether it's professional, whether it's a life coach, whatever relationship goes, like there's so many and they're amazing people to help us walk through. I think you first must start on yourself. If you want to fix your relationship with food, fix your relationship with your husband, fix your relationship with your job, guess what? There's no fixing them. You start with you mm-hmm. and see what where that can happen. So tips to do that is, I mean, get on anybody's freebie and get an assessment like where you are and what's going happening, rooting back into that awareness and assessment piece of where I am now and really noticing where your thoughts go, because so many times we're like, oh, I thought by now I would be X, Y, Z, or I was supposed to da, 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 or I should be doing. And notice those thoughts that come up and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. life is different. We didn't know how it was going to turn out 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. what are we going to do now? So I would say really like rooting in and starting with yourself first. And then secondly, um, looking at your work environment. Is it a toxic work environment? So many times we get so inundated to the pathological normal. We're like the frog in the warm pot that just keeps getting hotter and hotter. And it doesn't jump out because it doesn't sense like, oh my God, we're almost boiling now. Yes. And so I would say, look around in your external, um, your external environment. Are there things that are happening in the workplace? Bullying, belittling, um, conversations that are inappropriate, unclear policies, little or no recognition, inappropriate ways that people express anger or disappointment, weak communication, gossip, and distrust. If those are happening in your workplace, you, my friend, are in a toxic work environment. You are not crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And we have to be so mindful of our inputs, whether it is in the work environment with those that you just mentioned or, or what we're taking in on social media and what we're calling entertainment. Mm-hmm. If you're starting to feel low vibe, definitely check your inputs. So I, I love that you brought that up. How do you personally move towards the work-life balance. I know that we have some people that feel the work-life balance is a farce, but I know that you are a mama of three. You're an athlete. You're an entrepreneur. How do you do it? Delegation, my friend. I don't have to
0: do it all. I just have to do me. And so I know some people get real snarky about work-life balance. I really see it as a pendulum. And just making sure that your pendulum doesn't get stuck, that if you swing wide, that you come back to middle. And then if you swing wide again, you come back to middle. Um, it's not static. It's very dynamic. It's a moving flow, mm-hmm. but it's always coming back to that middle point. And so for me, yeah, my kids are nine, seven, almost five. My husband farms full time. I practice medicine and I run two businesses online. You want to talk about busy? I can do busy, but I don't mm-hmm. always feel like my life is crazy busy because mm-hmm. I utilize delegation. I have a babysitter. I can call her. Um, you know, I have housekeepers that come and help me and people will say to me, well, Aaron, you know, you've got disposable income. Well, Let me tell you, when I didn't have disposable income, I would have a housekeeper come once a month just Mm -hmm. to take a little bit off of my shoulders. And what happens is as you offload, it's amazing. Money starts to fall into your lap because you have time, you have creativity, you have energy to put into places that then the the money follows. And so people always say to me, like, oh, I will win. Like when the kids are older, you know, I'll have them help me clean. Or when my business reaches six figures, you know, then I'll get somebody to help clean the house. And I'm like, no, you are the golden goose. We have to take care of the goose first. And then it's a ripple effect that happens from there. So like one of my clients recently, I was like, what do you need to delegate? And she's like, I hate cleaning toilets. I'm like, don't clean toilets. Like, you're a freaking physician. Like, why are you cleaning toilets? That is totally out of your wheelhouse. Go find a neighbor kid or a mom who's displaced from her job. Hire her for two hours and say, get as much done. But first, start with the toilets. Brilliant.
1: I love that. And I really like how you framed the pendulum swing and that it is not static. I think that that's where I think a lot of people can dismiss uh, work-life balance as something that's trendy and elusive. But when you look at it as this fluid thing and then just being mindful and come back to center and what are the tools and techniques that bring me back to center? I really, really like how you did that. And delegation is huge for our high-achieving Individuals listening to this podcast that feel that no one can do it better than they can, and they are clenching on to being that almighty doer. What advice do you have, other than let go or be dragged, which is what I just posted on my Facebook story today? So, um, please share your wisdom on that. I would say the Doctor Phil quote. How's that working out for you?
0: <laughs> and and like have some reflection on that. Like, how's seriously. How's that working out for you? Because what I found is I started to delegate and I started to open up my heart and open up my home to getting help. Then that helps me to do that in my business. And it helped me to do that for myself. Like it had been years since I had had a real haircut. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was using the craft scissors to trim my ratty ends. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing what happens. Like, and and I am a huge component that yoga doesn't cure burnout. Manicures don't cure burnout. They do not. Absolutely yeah. do not. But again, if you are not taken care of, then it's all going to fall to shit. Like mm-hmm. you first, you need the things in place that are most important to you, that are most burdensome to you. Because at the end of the day, who's going to put on your tombstone the best cleaner of the toilets? or mm-hmm. the mom who made the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like, no. So why are you killing yourself doing those things, trying to do all the things, when in your heart, you know
1: you were made for more? Yeah. This is going to really resonate with our listeners. I I really appreciate you being so direct. We have to hear it direct sometimes, because if it's sugar-coated, it's just blah, blah, blah. So when someone can just shoot it to you straight, speak from a point of wisdom and experience, it lands. It really lands in your heart. So thank you for that. Thank you for being vulnerable and from sharing and all of that good stuff. Um, one, how can people learn more about you and your work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously a listener. So
0: come on over to my podcast. I have two. The first one's doctor me first. Yeah, it's for female physicians. But again, we're not special unicorns. So come over, get some Aaron Wiseman sass over there. And my second one is launching out at the end of this quarter. It's burnt out to badass. It's stories that I am sharing from other women who have been through the throes the dark night of the soul. We walk the journey together and see where they're at now because shame is exposed when put in light. And so we need more stories like this to show that you are not alone. If you're going through this, you're not abnormal. There's nothing wrong with you. And there is light on the other side.
1: I love it. It's a message that really needs to be heard. We need to be inspired by one another. And I know that these stories are going to really help to heal. So super excited for that. I will drop the links in the show notes for sure. And if you were going to leave our listeners with some bright light wisdom as we wrap up, what would you like to share today? I would say from the place that
0: was the basement at the bottom of the pit to now, A true and real mountaintop, if I can do it, so can you. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much for being here, Erin. It was a total pleasure. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.
0: Hey there, I got some really important stuff to share with you. Besides developing Dr. Me First over the last, I don't know, I think it's like seven or eight years now, and Burnt Out to Badass, which is a little bit newer, it's been going on for about three to four years, I've actually been developing another business, kind of on the side, and a lot of you folks are surprised when you hear about it. It's called Physician Coaching Alliance, and it does a lot of amazing things. First of all, if you're a chief wellness officer or you want to see more wellness in your organization, hospital, medical group, residency program, et cetera, Physician Coaching Alliance is your answer. We do consulting and coaching within organizations to bring better wellness into the healthcare space. So you need to go over to the website, physiciancoachingalliance.com, drop me an email with the organization, who I contact, who I talk to and we can come in and help your institution. The other part of Physician Coaching Alliance is for those who are looking for a personal coach. Of course, I would love to be your coach, but I also know that I'm not everybody's well, taste and spicy sauce, let's put it that way. So there we have a menu of over 70 coaches who specialize in so many different things, who come from different parts of medicine. Some people are in medicine, some people are out of medicine, some people are hybrid. It's just an amazing group of an eclectic amount of skills and personalities. I'm sure you can find your next coach there. So again, same website, physiciancoachingalliance.com. And lastly, if you are a coach and you're tired of going in alone, maybe you're in a slump, Maybe you just want to be around other physician coaches who are willing to give and are over the hustle culture and not about competing with each other, but knowing that how we heal healthcare is better together then also Physician Coaching Alliance is the place for you. PCA fulfills so many of these needs and more. It's all on the same website, physiciancoachingalliance.com. You can hang out with us on LinkedIn and on Instagram by the exact same name, physiciancoachingalliance.com. Yep. I've been busy (laughs) running multiple companies, practicing medicine, taking care of alpacas. But you know what? It is my heart and joy to do this. And I hope that PCA can become a part of your story
1: too.
2: And heavy lids run